Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. 
As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Paris. Hey guys, I wasn't going to record today, but I got a text from a friend and that's what I love about these pod posts is that I can just say what's on my mind whenever I like. And I felt like this was something important that I needed to come and um, talk about today. So here we go. (laughs) Um, So I just got this text and it was to an article um, with Sarah Silverman apologizing to me. And I was just shocked when I read it at first and um, pleasantly surprised. And and then I went and listened to her podcast and she basically made like an eight and a half minute apology to me. And she was so genuine and so sweet. And uh, it really moved me. I felt just emotional hearing it. And I could tell that she really did mean what she said when she was apologizing. So I'm going to play a little clip here of what she said on her podcast about it. The crowd went bananas. And while I was, you know, thrilled at the success of my monologue, uh, I remember spotting her in the audience. I really do. And I remember seeing that look on her face and my heart sank because there was a, a person under there. And uh, a couple days later, I wrote her a letter apologizing. I felt awful. And I just want to just leave a message to her to say something back. Thank you. I really, really appreciate you doing that. I know it's difficult for anyone, you know, to apologize and for someone to do that really means a lot. All right, I'm actually going to read some of the quotes from what she said from this article. Earlier this week, Hilton called out Silverman's comedy on her This Is Paris podcast, saying her joke at the time was so disgusting and so cruel and mean. During the show, which was filmed the night Hilton turned herself into jail to serve time for probation violation, Silverman cracked the joke. I don't even want to repeat it. Um, both Paris and her sister Nikki said the joke like that wouldn't fly now. And Silverman on her own podcast today agreed wholeheartedly. I'm going to talk about Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton on her latest podcast calls me out for jokes I did about her when I hosted the 2007 MTV movie awards. Here we go. You know, as she said herself on the podcast, this would never happen today. And she's right. I wouldn't. I would never do those jokes today. 
I've actually dedicated the past several years trying to do comedy that attempts to marry hard-hitting jokes with actual heart. Back then, the consensus seemed to be that was not possible, and I fully accepted that. I came up in a time when talk show hosts and comedians were hired to make fun of pop culture. We were roasting the biggest celebrities and pop culture icons at the time, and nobody was bigger than Paris Hilton. So here we are in an awakened world, and I am totally into it. It's how we grow. It's how we change. I'm super down with reflecting on the past and my part in perpetuating real ugly shit. And yes, we can continue to litigate the past, but I do believe that maybe that should be coupled with taking into account any growth that has come with those passing years. Silverman admitted she has a lot to be sorry for about her past comedy, and she promised to apologize for anything she genuinely felt bad about. This was one of those times. I have lived too long to have not f***ed up a lot, and publicly, she added. I bet even Paris Hilton could maybe relate to that. Who can't relate to that? (laughs) She then looked back at the night itself, setting up the scene for anyone who maybe didn't remember what had happened nearly 15 years ago. Silverman explained she didn't know Hilton would be in the audience and had no idea Paris would be going straight to jail from the event. She admitted her joke was not nice, not nice at all. Silverman said it bummed her out learning that Hilton never got the letter. Because I really meant it, she added. I regretted the jokes, not years later, but kind of immediately. Here I am, 14 years later, telling you, Paris, that I am really sorry. I was then, and I am now, much more completely and with far more understanding I can't imagine what you're going through at the time, she continued. My understanding of humanity through the lens of my work as a comedian had not yet merged, and I'm sorry I hurt you. Comedy is not evergreen. We can't change the past. So it's crucial is that we change with the times. She added that she hoped Hilton would accept her apology and felt her remorse. I felt it the second I saw your face that night, she said. It feels terrible to know that you have hurt someone and it's important to make it right. I hope this does that. So as I said, I was not expecting an apology. I wasn't asking for one. That was just my sister, you know, being very overprotective and wanting an apology. So um, yeah, I was very shocked when I got it. And I really just appreciate it so much. And I'm glad that her comedy has grown and she realizes that it's not nice to make fun of people. And um, I think everyone learns that in life. And Sarah is hilarious. Like I've listened to her comedy. I've always been a big fan. Well, before that moment. And um, always just thought she was so funny. But not when she's making fun of people. I think she's just funny when she's just being her funny self. Um, so I'm. it's nice to hear that she's had a lot of time to reflect on that as well. On, you know, not just my situation with her, but other situations it seemed like just from listening to her podcast right now about it that she sees and she's really grown as a person just like we all do and I know where she's coming from because just like everyone you know we've all said things in our past that you know we felt bad about we later regretted and just I don't know I think everyone is guilty of doing that so it's it's human nature but it's important that People can learn from their mistakes and what they've said. And just just hearing that, just the way she was speaking, it was just 
so genuine and sweet. And I'm so used to just hearing her be funny and make her joke. So to hear that kind of vulnerable side to her and showing that she has a heart. And um, I got a little teary-eyed actually listening at the part when she said that, I know she was at the MTV Awards, um, you know, saying the joke about me. And then she said that she saw me in the audience and just the look on my face and it she said her heart dropped. And that made me, I don't know, I got a little emotional because I was like, that's, that's actually really sweet because I didn't, I didn't know because when she was up there, it just didn't seem that way. But obviously when you're up there doing a comedy sketch, it's not like you're going to be how you truly feel inside sometimes. And um, yeah, I just really, really want to thank you for saying that to me. And also, I never got the letter you wrote to me. Um, I was just listening when you said that you sent me a letter a couple days later. I don't know who you gave it to. So I'm curious uh, who did not pass me on that letter because I would have loved to have read it, you know, many years ago because, you know, that night at the MTV Awards has haunted me for a very long time. So, um, yeah. Apologies are never late, so it's it's okay. But yeah, I do wish that um, whoever you gave it to did give it to me because that would have just, I don't know, meant a lot back then, especially back then when I was going through so much. Again, Sarah, thank you so much for your apology. It means so much to me. And we can start a clean, fresh slate. Thank you. And I hope you guys enjoyed listening. And stay tuned for the next episode of This Is Paris. Loves it. Thanks for listening to This Is Paris. We love hearing from you. So leave us a review. Send an email to paris at iheartradio.com. Leave a voicemail at 833-87-PARIS. And follow us at This Is Paris Podcast. Bye, babes. Follow Paris at Paris Hilton and follow Hunter March, host of E's Nightly Pop at Hunter March.